Hello, I'm Michael Horth, and this is the All Walks of Art podcast. Lounge like put up style drinking show for artists and creators from all walks of life. Find a comfy chair, pour your favorite beverage, and enjoy the show. Take two. <laughs> uh, it is Oktoberfest weekend, and clearly I'm all about the beer. Uh, this beer we have going on, we'll talk more about it. But first, let me introduce my friend. He's a, he's a co-worker. He's somebody I spend a lot of time with. We talk a lot. At any rate, let me introduce my guest co-host of the day, Destry Looney. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> doing good. Feels like we've done this before. Yeah, you know, not too long ago. <laughs> so as luck would have it, I was so fucking worried about the cameras that I didn't hit record on the recorder. And I'm sitting there looking at it. As you were talking a little bit ago, I was like, uh, hmm, that little record light should be on. Why did I not notice that? It's not red. <laughs> Sorry, though. I think it worked out. I'm a little more loose now. So this beer, Franz, I didn't really talk about the topic too much, but right now, Oktoberfest is going on in Munich, Germany. It started this week. Um, and even as we uh, publish this episode, it'll it'll still be going on even when this episode publishes. So this this is uh, made by Reinkeist. It's made in Cincinnati. It's called Franz. It's an Oktoberfest-style beer. Uh, it's not traditional, but uber-German, according to the makers of this beer. It's made with Munich and Vienna malts, and it will pump you up, as they say. That's what it says right there. I'm not making this up. Yeah. Gotta ask you, what do you oh. think of this beer? Because we've already had one. Uh, I was <laughs> expecting the worst, you know, from your normal episodes of Paul. And I'm a little bit more towards leaning towards Paul with how, what he says about the drinks. Because a lot of them taste like them old dirty pine cones. But this one's not bad. <laughs> I like it. Old dirty pine cones. This, is, uh, this will be the second one. And hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm ready to go. Yeah, Might yeah. have to make it three or four. You know, I uh, technology gets in the way a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, when you, you start thinking about things and you start wanting to do things and, and I mean, we talked about a lot of good shit. I hope we can bring it back up again. But so yeah, Oktoberfest is going on. It's a, it's a celebration from September 17th through October 3rd every year. So people always say, well, why is it, why is it in September if it's Oktoberfest? Well, relax. It ends in October. So that's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I could get into, do you know the story of it? Cause we didn't of even Oktoberfest? discuss that. Yeah. Nope. Like I said, all I know is what I saw from Beer Fest. <laughs> and it's not very accurate, I don't think. Well, it's a 16 to 18 day folk fest. It's basically, it's in, it's held in uh, Germany, Munich, Germany. It's in Bavaria, which is down by the Alps. It's the southern part of Germany. It's to celebrate, and I'm going to look, uh, my eyeballs are terrible, and I don't want to get away from my mic too much, but Crown Prince Ludwig, uh, he was born in 1786. Uh, he married. Teresa of Saxa Hildbergerhausen. Mm-hmm. I know I probably butchered that up a little bit, but you know, so there, there still is a field that is dedicated to Teresa. That's pretty cool. Uh, that they have there. They were getting married. They wanted to make it a festival for the people. It's pretty cool. So they, they decided for 16 to 18 days they would do that. And there's, there's some modern stuff in it uh, that has to do with the unification of Germany and, and different things like that, that that they celebrate today. And obviously it's been, uh, not celebrated a few times. I made some notes about it. And I just don't know where I put them. <laughs> it's, it's cool. That it's been going on that long though. So what? Since like the 1800s, probably. Yeah. yeah. So he's born in yeah. the late 1700s. Yeah. I want to say there was 267. Like this year's the 267th. Jeez. Uh, if I remember right. So I, I mean, it's a lot. That's that a, a lot time. of festivals. It's and a it, lot of days to drink too. Yes. And I think 2014 was their most alcoholic <laughs> uh award winning you know 
year yet, and and they only have five beers there. And that that's I got to bring this up too because, and I'm saying this better this time than we did last time. But um, uh, Reinkeist makes this Franz, and it's not it's not really a Oktoberfest. I mean, it is an Oktoberfest beer, mm-hmm. right? It's a style. It, it's uh, Martzen is what it is. It's the actual style of beer it is. But in Germany, they have a German purity law called Reinkeitsgebot. And it means that they have to be made with hops and water and wheat and and no other ingredients and all these things. And they get really specific as to say what it is. And there's only five or six breweries that are welcome within the Oktoberfest festival. And Cincinnati, my wife and I went last year to Cincinnati to visit theirs. and, And we've been there a few times, but it's a little bit less stringent. Uh, but you can find, and it's huge. It's, there's a lot. I mean, it's not nearly as big as the one in Munich, but, um, there's still a lot. I would say there's probably a lot of beer drinking there too. Like in Munich, their, their biggest year was 1.7 million imperial gallons of beer sold in those 16 to 18 days. And, and that's a lot considering there's 4 million people that go. So if you do the math, it's like four gallons (laughs) per person, right? So that's that's a so, lot. At this one in Cincinnati, they have like German beers too. They do. Spatten is there. Uh, Weinstaufen is there. Hofbräuhaus is not there. Uh, oh. That that kind of blows my mind. I kind of figured they'd be there because they're right across the river with a brewery. So well, somebody probably snuck in a nasty Bud Light, and they don't even want to be compared. There to that. is that's, Bud Light there. I knew there would be <laughs> being here. That's what everybody drinks. Give me that Bud Light. Mm-hmm. I mean that pee you're drinking. That stuff's gross. So we were in line. A fun story about that. I'm glad you brought that up because I totally forgot about this story. For my German listeners, because there are two of you, Danke Shane. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that meant. Thank you. I got my own little German going on. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> it's me, Franz. Come me to Germany. Han- and me, Hans. Anyway. You're not going to have two listeners from Germany anymore. <laughs> not anymore, yeah. Turn them guys off. They're not, they're not good. But yeah, I uh, I got Lisa wanted a beer, and um, she went to the Bud Light line. Same thing my wife does. And I ran off to the the Weinstaufener line, and there was this old American couple there. They were probably, if I had to take a stab at it, probably late eighties, or I'm sorry, late seventies, early eighties, and a cute couple, really. And they had the big pretzels on them. You know, they they were eating the pretzels. They were having a good time, and the poor man was standing. <laughs> His wife said, I don't, I don't know how to pronounce it. I wonder how they pronounce that word. And he kept looking at it going, why Wiener Stefaner? Stefaner? Stefan Weiner? Wiener Wiener? And I looked at him, and it was an opportunity for me to be a goofball and pretend I was somebody who I wasn't. And I looked at him and went, it's Weinstaufen a beer. Good stuff for Oktoberfest. Yes, it's a fest beer. <laughs> you know, and they're, oh, you're really German. Yeah, yeah, really. I'm ich bin ein Berliner. And, and just, I, you know, I'm an asshole. <laughs> I made them poor people think they met a real German in Cincinnati. You probably made Not that there weekend. isn't real Germans in Cincinnati, because there are. Listen, I can't say nothing about those older people because when you're telling me some of the German words and stuff there at work, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I still suck at it. I, I know just enough to be like uh, a first grader, maybe even a kindergartner level <laughs> of, of, of language. 
All so, I got is my German accent <laughs> and nothing else to, to work on. So mine's not too great. Probably get jumped if any real Germans heard that. Yeah, yeah. I like yours, though. Yours has this uh, beer fest quality to it. Yeah, that's where I learned it. <laughs> from, it I really? told you everything I know about Oktoberfest in Germany is from beer fest. <laughs> that's, that's how they sound. Mary-Kate and Ashley, they're brothers in the movie, and he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. And then that's the way he's, yeah, that's their brother. Uh He's one no. of the main dudes. Yeah, the he's like one of the actual Germans. Really? Yeah, and he uh, he's in a couple of different movies. He's really funny, but his <laughs> accent is the accent that I use, and it doesn't sound German at all, but it's funny. Let's see. I always think about that. It's like, uh, you know, they, they the Das Boot? And <laughs> <laughs> so the, the movie he's referring to as Beer Fest is made in 2006. It's a wonderful movie. Go it, see it. Yeah. Rent it. It is. It. It's stupidly funny. It's it's just one of those. They have to. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, so you're just going to have to go see it. But does he does he share their same last name? Uh, I don't think so. Wait, I, I can't see, but uh, he's the blonde. He's got kind of feather hair. Yeah, they, they got all their, their their regular looks on here, not their character. Look. I don't know if, if, if you said his name, I'd probably know him. But... Was he one of the main characters? Yes, he's the one of the Germans. Oh, see... Yes, I love, I love the guy that played Baron uh, Wolfgang. Oh, yeah. Uh, Jürgen Prokenau. See, it's you a know, real German-based really, movie. That's where you need to go to learn yeah. your stuff. All right, so we got Steve Lemmy. He played Fink. Uh, Jay, I can't read that last name, played Barry. Uh, Kevin Hefferman played Landfill. No, that's the American guys. Right, right. So he was one of the German guys? Yeah. He was like the one of the main Germans. He was like constantly making fun of the Americans in the movie when they're, you know, trying to compete uh, against them. I really cannot think of who it is. It's a great movie. The director was Jay uh, Chandra Hecker, uh, <laughs> whatever. Actually, he, he's the guy that played Barry. The guy that played Barry was the, I'm not talking to him, I'm like good. He was the uh, director. Writers was Jay, obviously. Kevin Hefferman and Steve Lemmy. It's a funny movie. It really is. It's, uh, the the storyline goes that the grandfather died. The Wolf House grandfather died, yep. and, and uh, they had to reclaim the title of, you yeah. know. All right. I looked it up while you were doing that. Yeah. His, brother, his name's Eric Christian Olsen. Oh, it is. His name is Olsen. Yeah, he plays, I'm going to butcher, Gunter, Gunter. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, if you watch that movie and listen to his accent, that's what I, that's where I learned my German. So, <laughs> boom. Nice, there you go. nice. None of it's any German words. It's still English. <laughs> <laughs> it's still English. <laughs> you just always got to start with a, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's me, Gunther. I'm here to drink all the beer at the beer fest. I oh, love man. that. I just love it. I just want the people to know I'm not drunk or anything. This is just Yeah, normal. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah this, this is how we act. This is how it goes. Yeah, when we first started, I mean, when you, when you look at, you got all this gear set up, you got the camera set up, and you got, it, it, it kind of takes you out of your regular relaxation of of saying hey we're just going to have a conversation yep and i've often thought about that with these recordings i thought well maybe i should just uh do something a little different maybe uh lavaliers or just start putting the overhead mics up you know was i the test rabbit uh let's record and you don't really record so they get loosened up and then (laughs) boom no it's legitimately an an, an accident because i was like (laughs) Oh man, I got things to do. You got things to do, but uh, I, I will you. say this: it's always better if we all just drink first. Yeah, I think so. You know, just, you know, shotgun a couple, something like that. Maybe, maybe I should implement that from now on. Just hey, let's just have a drink. Let's not do the show yet. Yeah. Let's just sit down and talk for a talk second. Talk and have his little drop of beer, and then you're good yeah. to go. 
Yeah, it has to be a dropper. He ain't going to drink much more than that. <laughs> Poor Paul. Um, but you, uh, you're starting to write. That's right. That's right. That's right. I write. You are writing because you're right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, I wanted to, God, there's so much we could talk about again that I feel like we've, we've uh, already went over and nobody's heard it. Yeah. You know, of course, we do this at work, too. We we talk all the time. Man, you could probably run a podcast for the stuff we almost cursed. The stuff we you say. Can. Oh, we're shit. Listen, yes. Shit is what I meant to say. The shit we say. <laughs> and it comes out of him right now. He's he's lost it. He's out of control. It's like though. we're at work. I might start making fun of people now. Yeah, yeah. We work on the docks. I mean, we talk like dock people. Yeah. I would assume that's how yeah. other dock people talk. <laughs> yeah. Until I run into other people at work and they do not talk like that at all. I'm like, this is just a special group over here. <laughs> yeah. We can't help it. But yeah, I've been uh, writing. Been trying to pump out some stories. And uh, you know, you know, uh, there about a week ago, me and you kind of went in depth about a thought I was having about a book. And yeah, I got a bunch of notes on it now. Yeah. What do you do with your notes, actually? I mean, how do you organize your notes? Well, actually, I mean, you kind of helped me with that, just putting in um, any kind of character development, putting them under the right place of where they should be. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to have, you know, a big page-long thing. And yeah. it's like, he was born at this time. Oh, he shot this gun at this time, and he <laughs> attacked this person. I want to kind of have them separated by what they are, what they relate to, like yeah. backstory and yeah. things like that. It's their rough upbringing as part of the story or something, have it mm-hmm. all separated. So that's kind of what I do. Then you're following the character arc thing of uh, I don't want to say character arc I hate that really uh, the what's the what's the word for the the hero's journey that's it the yeah. hero's journey they start you know they kind of work their way into a, a problem they work themselves out of the problem and it, it, it annoys a happy ending obviously but you know yeah I don't generally know. speaking I think with my first one I'm really so not the one that we went over, but I have another idea for another book. And I'm really wanting to have one, not fully finished, but have like the manuscript kind of done by the end of the year. So mm-hmm. I'll give myself a couple of months, you know, it's my first book. But that one, I got a good ending, I think, in mind already to where it's not going to be your typical, oh, no, this happened to him. Oh, he triumphs at the end. Right. It'll be something a little different that I think people won't see coming. Yeah, I want to make my first book, you know, an exclamation point. That, that's impressive. I mean, it, it's hard to write a book. I've tried. We've we've talked about a book, and I've done forgotten I, everything we've talked about. Because I remembered it all, so I'm ready, Mike. <laughs> it can't be that hard for you. You're one of the best writers I know. Yeah, but I no, not really. I would like to illustrate my own book, so I don't know. <laughs> this is the hard part, dude. If I write the book, is it more about the paintings and the illustrations, or is it more about the writing? And you know, because I enjoy my earliest recollection of me recollection of me sitting down in my room uh i was fortunate my mom and dad used my bedroom as a library oh that's because so, cool. i was like the accident and <laughs> they've always wanted to have a library my brother had his own room it was cool it was big you know like my parents room my room was the tiny room but it had a big wall of shelves and books so i always had books that in my room wonderful it was it was like sleeping in a library every day I know, I know. And mom was here. She, you're not the accident. I can hear her saying it in my head. So, <laughs> but it was like I always had something, you know. And and then uh, I'm going to date myself here a little bit. But they they got me a, a desk, uh-huh. and uh, dad brought me home a, a typewriter. And he said, "Here, just type stuff. Just have fun." And he worked at the paper company, so we always had paper. So it wasn't like a big deal just to type something and throw it away. I, I mean, I was young. I was like probably under seven years old and I was sitting at a typewriter 
trying to figure out what I wanted to write and looking at a blank page. And, and I had already, I was already a painter. I already used pen and ink and I mean, shoot, he had me at the kitchen table drawing before I can remember. My parents did not care. They, mine, mine were awesome parents. I don't, I don't want to brag too much because it's going to sound gushing, but you know, mom was a musician and dad, uh, dad later, uh, started playing guitar, but he was always a painter, you know, always, always liked to draw and stuff. But, but yeah, my, my parents were pretty good. So uh, I don't want to complain there. They always pushed, encouraged me to do things. And, but I, I always, uh, I always wonder what my, cause they've been gone for a while. Uh, my dad's almost, almost been 20 years, but you know, getting the job I just got and all these things, I just wonder what they would think today. Dad was, I gotta say, dad was, that was kind of funny because I would do these festivals. We talked uh, pre-show <laughs> <laughs> about festivals and doing how much I hate festivals. I would just, it, it didn't matter where I was at, right? I could be like a state over and he'd show up. And this is back in the days of the, the throwaway cameras where you, <laughs> they were cardboard paper on the outside. Oh, and Wind it up. Yeah. And you, you know, and you take a picture. It was funny. I'd be selling, I'd be selling my art and then I'd look over in the crowd. Didn't even know he was there. He's over taking pictures, you know? Oh yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. We never had a library or nothing. So I had to push myself that, that way. I lost it for a couple of years. My parents just weren't really creative. They were just like, Oh, you ate? You got shelter? <laughs> right on. Right. We're good to go, boy. Well, I'm not going to kid you. They were like, you know, there you go. Go do something. Yeah. Maybe it was their way of babysitting me. It's like, here's some crayons. Could do something. Yeah, control this. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, I I really do want to touch base though on on your on your writing because I I I'm I'm kind of excited about it because it's like I'm on the outside looking in. You're kind of letting me know some things that other folks probably wouldn't know. It's exciting because it's like the book hasn't started. Uh-huh. And pre-show we talked about a a dream I had with Stephen King. Yeah. In it. It's because I'm recording so much and I'm thinking I need to do this and need to do that. And you were pissed at me because I was at work and we were getting close to time to record. And Stephen King was our boss and he was just yelling at me saying, you got to stay at work. You can't go make shit. You hey, know? First things first, Mike, if we're, we're working for Stephen King, I don't give a damn what you got planned. I'm hanging out with Stephen King. <laughs> right. So if he was here today, what would you say to him? Uh, probably, I don't know. I'd have to have him sign a book or two. I got a couple of different shirts. I'd want him to sign everything and just tell him how much I like his work. And, uh, I don't know. Just be I starstruck, gotta, I guess. I got to be honest. I'd ask him if he knows how to mow grass. Because <laughs> oh, my grass needs mowed. <laughs> and he wrote a book about lawnmower, man, right? Yep. Yeah. He so did. there we go. He's got a, a, a He's short funny. story he wrote. They're coming out with a movie, and I'm excited for that. So yeah. I could go on and on about Stephen King all day. Yeah. <laughs> but no, with uh, my writing, I just... So he's your favorite author? Of all time. He's the best. Author? Writer? Person? I don't entrepreneur? Know. Yeah, whatever. Businessman? Mm, no, my favorite businessman is 50 Cent. Really? Yeah, the rapper. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best businessman. As long as you don't ask for your nickel back, I don't yeah, care. Hey, that's fine. <laughs> I like him too, but whatever. <laughs> I want to push your buttons. Yeah, they have a new song out, Nickelback does. And it's... Uh, I walked in and Mike was jamming it. Don't let him fool you. He loves I know, Nickelback. I do. I'm a closet Nickelback fan. Not really. But I it's, uh, just didn't dig it. I had, to, I had to turn it off. I couldn't do it. And everybody asks... And, and this is a good art segue for this whole show. You know, you're making your art for you and your audience, primarily for you. Hopefully you'll find an audience and everybody can find an audience. There's seven, almost 8 billion people on this planet. Mm. 
and you're going to find somebody who likes what you do. Just because I don't like Nickelback doesn't mean anything. I don't like Budweiser either. So they're doing fine with with that. You know? Yeah, you're exactly. gonna have people that hate it. Exactly. But I listened to the song and I was like, well, why why don't I like these guys? What is it get? What do I have against these guys? Because I really want to validate this. Because we early on this in this podcast, I used to make oh. fun of these guys all the time. I'd say, you know, fuck Nickelback or Jackson Pollock or any of those things. I wanted to really get to the root of it. And they've got a new song out called San Quentin. It feels like they want to be Metallica. It just, it just like, you know, we, we're a Metallica cover band with our own stuff. And we're not very good at Metallica, but we're going to do it. That's what it starts to feel. It starts to feel a little bit cheesy. I think that's probably a good possibility because <clears throat> I don't know how other creatives are. I don't even like calling myself creative, but like I don't know how other people are when they do their art or the things they enjoy, whether it be musicians or painters or writers or whatever. But like, and my, if when I'm writing, like as I think about finishing this book, you know, I got a timeline set up for it and everything. The only thing that I want, I'm not looking for a million people to read it or anything. I'm looking for, I want the people who read it to feel like I feel when I read Stephen King. Yeah. So maybe that's Nickelback does, you know, they want people to feel like they feel when they listen to Metallica or whoever that, it may that be. could be. I mean, so I'm sure kinda, they're good people. I yeah. mean, I, I don't, I, I, I would never try to make a judgment call over I don't like their music versus I don't like them. Uh huh. Because I, I would probably get along okay with them. Yeah. In, in fact, it'd be kind of funny because I can see Chad going, you don't like my music? No, not really. I just can't do it, man. And then he got, looks like he got something done to his teeth. His teeth are just too perfect. I need mine like that. You know? <laughs> Try to get the Chad Kruger teeth. <laughs> Chad Kruger teeth. Yeah, not Freddy. Chad. <laughs> well, as long as they're not summer teeth, that's all that matters. <laughs> you know, summer here, summer there. There was somebody that made a comment about teeth that made me crack up. It was... uh Nikki Glazer, the comedian, she had a really good burn on one of those roasts where it was like, I don't even want to try to get into it because I can't remember it really well, but it, it's like, like they're like shutters, you know, and, and collars. And I, I can't remember. I just really can't remember. Anyway, look it up. Yeah, look it up. I've ruined that one. Nikki so Glazer teeth joke. Yeah, Nikki Glazer just getting on people for shit. But um, I want a clock that turns backwards. Very weird. Yeah. Counterclockwise operating clock where 11 is one, 10 is two, so on and so forth. Six and 12 would clearly be in their current locations, but the hands would go in reverse. Uh-huh. Trying to rewind time, are you, huh? Well, it'd still be accurate. Oh, it'd still oh. be like, oh, now it's one o'clock. Now it's two o'clock. you want a magic clock. I yeah. don't know what he's talking about. Do you have trouble with uh, military time? No. My really? wife, uh, my wife's a nurse, so that's what she's always talking. Okay. Ah, oh, crap, it's 1938. <laughs> Easton's like, Mom, you're dumb. Uh, it's seven. You know who Albrecht Durr is? Nope, not a clue. No. Anyway. <laughs> I thought he was going to tell me who he was. <laughs> no, he's a, uh, he's a, he's a German artist. <laughs> that's all is yeah. now. Yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to show you some of his work. I don't really have, I think I may have a book behind you on the shelves. I don't know. I don't know where I put it. I don't know, but being in here, I feel inspired to write or yeah. get something creative done. So I'm gonna need you to come over and like get my office Just set up. Set this all up in your place? Uh, well, not this. <laughs> I can't paint, so that would be worthless. Uh, it would look like Jackson Pollock's all the time. <laughs> but no, I just got a desk in like my prized possession of like twelve Stephen King first edition books, mm -hmm. and that's it. I need to get it. That's cool though. I guess I need to get it going in there. Get some yeah. shelves up or something. I have no drive when I'm down there. So yeah. I, I don't know. For me, this is a really small space. Our old house, I used the basement. And it was bigger, but I didn't like it as much. Mm -hmm. And this is a lot smaller. I mean, this is 
this space that we're in right now, it's a spare bedroom. I want to say it's 12 feet by 12 feet max, and the closet's actually in that. And I've got a couple of uh, toolboxes, uh, the chest, tool like five drawer chests. I use for putting my gear in and uh, things like that. That's and the coolest part. I mean, other people it, use desks and stuff. This stuff's durable, tough. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the Gladiator by Whirlpool, that, that one's been with me since uh, about 2004. I've had Jeez. that for a long They were brand new. They were just coming out with that. Sears had them at the time. Huh. Yeah, and I just got the Husky one. I like it a lot, too, but it's it. I can tell already it's not built like the Whirlpool. Yeah. And... um it kills me because everybody's like, well, you know, all these, all these creators on YouTube, they're, they're doing that with Husky. And I'm like, they're not the first people to do it. I'm not saying I'm the first person either, but I know when I brought these into the house, it was like, what are you doing? You know? Working on a car in a bedroom? Yeah, right. Like, what the hell <laughs> exactly. are you doing? Exactly. I, I really like it. I mean, it, it's, it's efficient. It's a great way to have stuff. And, I think, hey, it's perfect. You got, you know, you got your drawers. You got something that's tough, you know, can't mm-hmm. really be just knocked over. And it's got wheels. Yeah. You got to move. It's easy peasy. Yeah, it's easy to get it moved. My table's on wheels. It's a husky. Your friend's yeah. a husky. I'm sitting right here. <laughs> right. So. And, uh, oh, it's dang. A, it's an adjustable height table, so, I mean, I can Fancy. move it. and It's pretty cool. And I, I can stand I can stand at it. And, uh, I couldn't do that. I, I actually, when I, when I do framing, um, I crank it all the way up, and I put my mat cutter on top of it, and I cut my mats, and That's it's good. really handy. It does seem like a lot of stuff in here has, like, multi-use. Yes. It's not just one use, like that desk is strictly for the laptop yes. and this. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I've got my uh, audio processors mounted to the desk. I've got my, I got my two main hard drives mounted to the other side of the desk, and I've got um, power. I've got 16 outlets oh, geez. in it, so I only had to plug the desk in once, and I could power everything from the desk. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so if I want to wheel it out to the living room, I can do that. So I think the size of the studio, I mean, it matters at some point. Yeah. Uh, This is a pretty small space, and you probably would benefit from a big one, but as long as, you know, you got stuff like that multi-use, I think you're doing all right. Yeah, I think think it works. As long as you can get your art done, it's all right. Yeah, and I'm clearly not. That one's been on on the easel now for about a month, and I'm really, I got to get on it. Uh, The rating the candy jar, that's, that's going on a year of me tinkering with it and i remember when you first told me about that idea yeah, <laughs> it's right? been a while it's like get on it man get off your ass and i've done a lot of uh i'm gonna say commission work and things like that to get through but um no general generally speaking uh i really need to spend more time i only get about nine hours a week of actual drawing painting time i spend a lot of time on these these shows uh doing the edits and adding adding the video component and uh, trying to trying to grow some things, and this last week has been nonsense, really. But mm-hmm. um, the the crazy thing is, though, how do you do it with kids? Uh, I don't because know, man. I'm just mine are grown and gone. It makes it much easier. Um, I, I, honestly, like I was struggling there for a little bit before I even picked up, you know, really picked up writing again. With uh, I'm in school full time. I do it all online, but still, it's you know a lot. Um, I would just wait till they fell asleep mm-hmm. and just try to crank it out then but now i kind of have my mac and my uh, phone linked mm-hmm. so anything i put in there like notes on uh, mm-hmm. my books that i want to do or anything it's right there either yeah. place i find myself working a lot more from my phone yeah just because it's easy it's right there it's always on you yeah um you're using apple notes uh yeah yeah because it's so easy to use it's yeah. so and you you know you can hashtag those too yeah right? i was just gonna say you taught me a lot about it you know yeah. using different colors to mark things and mm-hmm. hashtags and all that so I mean, just kind of, 
kind of when they find a, a chill moment on the yeah. weekends we're we're kind of busy you know uh football and baseball games but even at a football game you know i got an idea yeah. boom 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 i'm typing it up right there yeah technologies so, have made it so nice for creatives to be able to put all their shit into one place and always have it because you might only have five minutes mm-hmm. you know where you're at and you go oh yeah let me do this you know you might want to do a to-do list or a, a note um save save resources someplace like yep. like uh let's say you're writing a book and i'm not saying you are but let's say you're writing a book on uh, a gladiator yeah and you run across an article about gladiators mm-hmm. and you're like oh man I, I don't have time to read this right now you can use something like instapaper it's an app and you can throw all that in there you can have your notes tied to it yeah and, and i do that you, a lot actually yeah. about different things i yeah. uh had some pulled up i have uh in my webs or my webs my web like browser on mm-hmm. its own little page but i'll copy the link and drop it into notes yeah or text it to myself that way if that does go away for some reason or i forget and i'm exiting and out of stuff it's still right there i just yeah. click the link it takes me right to it pretty cool pretty cool technology is the best and the worst have you ever i get i want to round this up with uh oktoberfest again have you ever been to the oktoberfest festivals no none of no. them nope um cincinnati nope nope Saving it all for the one in Germany. Yeah, don't even, don't even mess. Once you go to Germany, though, you probably never like the ones here. Yeah, that's why I'm working on my accent a little more and stuff. Next year, I'm hoping to. <laughs> oh, yeah, boys. <clears throat> oh, I'm here to drink. Let's <laughs> say so you got. You, it's, it's getting worse. You got like way up there. That was cool. That, was, that wasn't Franz anymore. That was Francis. <laughs> yep, just doing what I can. See, that's why I'm working I on I guess it. Francis could be a, a dude, too. But so, yeah, we've. we've uh, We've covered it all, I think. A good bit, at least. Yeah. You got a little buzz? A little bit, man. Good. A little tipsy. Good, good stuff. That's pretty good beer. It's not it too is. shabby. Reinkeist uh, is a good brewery. They really are. I met the owner once. Uh, cool guy. Uh, Reinkeist means ghost of the Rhine. Um, it's kind of a, it's a German name, too. Uh, if I remember right, they're in the old Christian Moorline Brewery, where they're located now. Uh, it's a pretty cool place. Tell you the thing I do enjoy the most about the beers you drink, even though I don't like most of them. Yeah. It's like, you know, you get these domestic beers. It's blue can, white can, red can. Yeah. These ones got cool designs and stuff. And I yeah. think that's part of the experience yeah. for me. I like it. Yeah. I, I think they're, I mean, they, Ryan Geist has pretty basic cans uh, overall, but you know what you're going to get, mm-hmm. right? You you go up in the store and it's like, oh, there's Franz. I want it. Uh, they've got Sabretooth, which is really good. A uh, bunch of different beers. Really, highly, highly recommend them if you're into different kinds of beers. The the Oktoberfest that's down in Cincinnati right now, they don't really adhere to the uh, Rheinkeitsgebot uh, purity law, but they they do they do have a few uh, breweries down there. Like uh, I think we might have mentioned. I, I don't know if we mentioned it in this recording or if we've talked about <laughs> that's it. That's me I don't, too, man. I don't I'm, remember. Won't mess that. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the little old lady, the man too, and I just don't remember if I said that or not. It's probably uh, better if I don't, because you know. Yeah, I'm I've sure. already pissed off your German viewers yeah. with my <laughs> you know, accent. It's like it's not Weinstaffena. It's not. You're saying it like an American. You know, I'm sorry. You can't help it. I am an American, Americano. So, ich bin ein Amerikaner Kunstler. Shabbity babbity boo. Yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, it's it's a good event. It's going on this whole weekend, and I, I'm not going to have time to go down there this year, but. Uh, I I do enjoy it. It's something the wife and I like to do. We usually stay at the Marriott, uh, which is right there at the the fountain downtown. 
and, and you can walk. You, yeah. you leave from there, you can walk a couple blocks down, you're good to go. That's why I love Cincinnati. Everything's like walking yeah. distance downtown. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I did take a cab, I will say. <laughs> that probably didn't fare well because, you know, I was, I was trying my German accent, some of my German words. I kind of played off like I was German to the taxi driver. Oh. And uh, he was cool about it. He acted like I was really German. And he kept saying, you're, you're American. Your, your English isn't great, but it's okay. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh, oh, danke, danke. You know, and all this other stuff. And uh, it, it freaked me out a little bit because we had a long conversation. I was, as I was driving, or he was taking me to Reinkeist from the hotel because I wanted to stop at Reinkeist and get a whole bunch of stuff to bring home. Mm-hmm. And there is too far to walk from the hotel. So he takes me all the way over there and, and the whole time we're just chatting away and he's just, he tells me how he came up here from Florida and started his business and stuff. And then, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, good, I pulled it off. He thinks I'm from Berlin and <laughs> it's like, you know, awesome. You know, I had fun this weekend. I got to pretend to be a, a, a guy from Germany when I'm not really. And, uh, I know I lied, but that's something we do. I, well, I say we, Lisa does not my wife. Um, she was not in the cab with me and she probably would have hurt me if she was, but yeah, then he followed me on Instagram. Great. I, I was a little creeped out. It's like, he found me. How did he find, I didn't, I didn't let him know who I was. I'm trying to figure this out. You know, I think he ripped me off in the cab. I, cause, cause there, I don't think it should be $50. Whoa. Nah, it wasn't that much. It was like 30, but still it's a lot of money. It's like gas right? prices now probably is. Yeah. <laughs> he took me down, took me back. So I mean, he's gonna want whatever, but the pictures on his Instagram, he looked like, I mean, he had like black duffel bags full of money in his, in some of his pictures. I'm thinking, man, this is creepy. You know, I don't know. That's one of the mobster. I think so. One of the German yeah. guy to be his right hand <laughs> right, man. Right. You about got. <laughs> right. Hit. He's probably really German. He's like, I'm going to get this guy. I'm going to take him out. I don't know. But uh, that's all I got. It was really fun talking with you today. I had a good time too. Both times. Yeah, both times were great. <laughs> So there is a secret episode that nobody knows about, and I I could probably pull some of it off of one camera, but not not both. The audio would be horrible. Um, For only thirty nine ninety nine, you can <laughs> you can purchase that right. one. Yeah. Support the arts. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, good good times. Good good talking. This beer's pretty good. Um, highly recommend it. It's it's one of my favorites actually. It's good good flavor. It's one of my favorite styles of beer i always look forward to it this time of year don't buy the pumpkin shit go out and buy this stuff you'll find it get you a good martin get you a good best beer yeah if you want the pumpkin stuff just hit up the old starbucks yeah exactly that's in the morning with that this stuff in the evening yeah you got anything dad no uh good to go no no nothing good enough for me may your drinks be tasty and your muse thirsty we'll see you in the next one see ya love you (laughs) <laughs> what? <laughs> Did we get to hear your accent? Yeah, I said it a couple of times. Oh, you, yeah. You oh, heard yeah. me talking, Mike. <laughs> I'm down here drinking the pumpkin spice. Such a good time. Anytime I come visit these days.